0: everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Patay. You know, today we are going to talk about the election results and I wanted to bring on my niece, Heather Brown, because I love her perspective on everything. And so I thought instead of us doing a group chat with all my family members, me and my niece, will talk about the election, and unfortunately, what's still happening regarding the election. So we're going to just go on and um, and just start the conversation. So hi, Heather, say hi to the audience, girl. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy new president. Yes, happy new president. Let's talk about the presidential results, because as of today, as you know, the president right now is not accepting that he has lost. And he is just a hot mess right now. And the thing that's really crazy is that they're all mad at the state of Georgia, because now the Senate seats are up for grabs. So let's talk about that as well. So let me just ask you my first question. What made this election different from other elections, in your opinion?
1: Okay, so I've probably been through about seven or eight elections as an adult where I was able to participate. And the one thing that I noticed about this one, I mean, there were a few things that I noticed that was really different. But even during the primary, um, we had like several, like 10 or 12 Democratic uh, candidates. And we had just Trump. I mean, no Republicans Republicans were running against him. And I thought that was really odd. Well, why didn't you think it was odd? Because
0: everybody right now in the Republican Party seems to be very afraid of Trump because of all the fans and, and people that are out there at these rallies. I think what they were afraid of is if they went against him and they lost, their political career would be over. And even right now, he has lost the election and very few Republicans right now are even telling him to accept the loss. You had Mick Romney and George W. Bush congratulate him. Now, outside of America, it's a different story because the prime minister of Canada called right away the mayor of London. Oh, the mayor of London yesterday was on TV and he was clowning him and he was saying how respect is finally... um, being given to the United States because they got a new president-elect that
1: is uh, reasonable and makes sense. So you, I mean, the whole Republican Party <coughs> is just still the Trump. I mean, they, he just bullied him and said, you better not run. I mean, that to, I mean, that's weird to me that nobody can step up and run against
0: him. Well, I don't know what's going on, but right now, even right now, you got people like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell to keep telling them to fight. And they keep saying there is no way this man is going to get enough
1: votes to, steal, to, to win. But-, right. but statistically speaking, it, it just won't happen. And so he's wasting his time, the country's time. But, you know, um, the country's moved on. I mean, uh, Biden I'm already picked his pay for yesterday. But the COVID task force. So Trump can do all he want to do and, you know, keep looking backwards, but
0: the country's moving forward. Well, let me ask you a question. I, I have to, I don't know if you got to see this, but I'm trying to think of what I was watching. And I'm going to see before this is final, this episode, if I can find it. But they had a clip of all the Republicans And what they were saying in 2016, when everybody was saying Hillary won the popular vote, lost the electoral vote, and the people that voted for her need to get over it and accept the results.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did see something like that. They had a totally different boom. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you got flip-flopping. Right. Flip-flopping. Right. But another thing another thing that was really different about this too, and I, I wanna just take you back because the, the country was really excited when Barack Obama got his first term. And I remember um he and Michelle and the girls came out to give his victory speech and I remember there was a crowd. I can't remember what city they were in and Jesse Jackson was in the crowd and I remember he was crying. But so I do remember a crowd during his victory speech. Do you remember people parading all over the streets, uh, all across the United States and across the world, like they was when it um happened on Saturday?
0: Well, let me tell you the ironic part of that question. First of all, the crowd was in Chicago. Oprah, everybody was in the audience. I remember that because the actual
1: yeah, okay.
0: the actual picture I have in my house. And this is the funny thing with the London mayor saying and a couple other people that called in congratulating Biden. This is what they said. They said that other than 9-11 and the victory of killing bin Laden, they had never seen a celebration in America like they did Saturday. (laughs) Girl, when I see
1: those people, I mean, they must have been selling the flag at the event or, you know, the venues, wherever they were at. Because everybody had a flag and they were dancing in streets like it was 1999. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't remember this. And I remember everybody was excited when Barack got in for the first time. And I just don't remember that. No, you don't remember
0: it because it didn't happen. That's, that was the point. I think it was on um, I think it was Jake Tapper show and they were all saying it has never happened before.
1: Okay, because I was like, well, when I seen these people, I was like, these people are so excited. It's almost like we got our freedom, you right? Independence Day or something for the first time, or you know, a dictator died or something. You know, it's just right. so weird. I mean, it was just different. Well, you're
0: not blind because they said it never happened before, and that's saying a lot. Well let right, me let right. me ask you a question. So do you think the country will enter okay, the non-Republican part of the country, do you cause they, they entertain anything he's saying? Do you think right. the country will entertain these lawsuits? Well,
1: I I really don't I mean like I said before, Biden's already working. But like he I guess you could say he picked his um public task force. he had like about twelve doctors or whatever ready to go. Um I think that Trump, I think that's why they brushed in that um, Judge Amy, uh, Supreme Court justice. Right. Because they're they're wanting to go as far as the Supreme Court. Right. But to me, it seems like the country is moving on. So I really don't think it's going to work in, like I said, statistically, will never catch up. I don't care if they recount them a hundred times.
0: Well, they said that. Yeah, you're right. They said that if they counted it and gave everything to him, he still would lose. And the funny thing about all this is that I really didn't think that it would get to the point where the Republicans are fighting each other, especially here in Georgia. So you got a a governor, Kemp, who we know kissed Trump's butt every day, all day, fighting, and now the man that's in charge of the election who is a Republican they're just being honest, and by them being honest, the two people running for the Senate seat want them to step down. Right. They want him to revamp.
1: Meanwhile, he's a Republican just like y'all, so y- y'all doing some infighting right, within the party. Right. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for Georgians because, see, what I'm afraid of is... People hated Trump so much, so they voted for Biden. You know, I'm talking about Republicans. They hated Trump so much because, you know, he embarrassed the country and destroyed the country. So they wanted him out, but they're still Republicans, so they will vote for the Republicans down the ticket. So those same people that may have voted for Biden for the president in the runoff, they may vote Republican for those senators. But when y'all showing the infighting and the immaturity, like, now y'all looking like Trump. Right. And so they may, I mean, they may be shooting themselves in the foot by doing that. Because what? now you tell him, what's the guy in charge of voting? Is he the Secretary
0: of State? I don't know if it was Brad, uh, who is the Secretary of State, or someone else. I think there's a Director of Elections here. I, I, I don't know. I mean, his name is Brad Brad no, Brad, Brad. no, that's the Secretary of State. So if that's who they're talking to, that's, that's yeah, who it
1: is. That's who, that's who they want to step down. He's the one in charge of the election. Oh, that's He's right. A Republican and Kim and, um, uh, is a Republican, and they're saying, oh, uh, we, we want a, a, a good count in Georgia. I mean, what you trying to say? We, we got a bad count? I mean, a count is a count.
0: Oh, they were saying legal counts, talking about dead people voting. <laughs> I mean, it ain't funny, but it is because it's so ignorant.
1: <clears throat> but see, that's that insight. I mean, you you putting down your own party. And so when, uh, you know, just people on the outside looking down, we looking like, oh, y'all acting childish like Trump. Right. <laughs> So it might
0: backfire on it. Well, let's hope it does and we can just slide in and vote. Because one of the things, I'm going to be all over social media, and I apologize to my friends on Facebook that I keep posting politics, but I ain't apologizing for my reasons and protecting our future. And one of the things that we got to do while they fight, we need to just keep sliding in the background and making them votes count. Because we are going to change everything if we get both of them seats. Right. Right. So let's keep resting. I might even get on the phone and do the phone day. Well, I'm going to try to because I hate to say it. My phone literally gets about five to ten text messages every single day because I'm on everything. All the people from More Than the Vote to, of course, Fair Fight with Stacey. I'm everywhere trying to make sure I get the information. So I'm going to, a couple people actually, to my surprise, from Facebook reach out to me saying, what can we do to get these seats? So I'm going to start sharing that information with people when I get these text messages. And they say, can you get some people to help us? I'm going to start giving that information so that people can do whatever they want to to help get these seats. So look out for that. So let me ask you a question then. Do you think that, the? Uh, I mean, why do you think, well, you probably know why, but I, I, we had this conversation yesterday, and I want you to tell the listeners, why do you think Mitch McConnell, out of all this time, all of a sudden, want to make sure the stimulus check is a top priority when it's been sitting on his desk for months? Okay,
1: and that's a, that's a very good question, because we've been, you know, that they put uh, Nancy and uh, Chuck they, they put that stimulus on his desk, May 15th. Now, we're in November now, and uh, mind you, when the Justice uh, Ruth passed away, they had a new uh, Justice, Justice Amy in there within two weeks. They hurried that process along. Um, but the stimulus was still on the back burner. But all of a sudden, uh, right after the election, we are getting back to work on Monday, you know, it's going to be a top priority. And I said, oh, what well, all of the sudden?" And I mean, I know he got re-elected, so I guess he happy, but why is it a top priority? And the only thing that I can think of is a lot of people, and it's sad to say when, when um, Trump got a lot of votes from people because we got that initial $1,200 stimulus. And I don't know what's wrong with people, why they thought he was doing something big like, it was his money, because it's really our money. Right. It, it was to stimulate the economy. It wasn't really to make you rich. And $1,200 can't do that anyway. But a lot of small-minded people were really excited about that $1,200. And Mitch knows that. And so he wants to hurry up and push this through before, so that we can have that $1,200 before January 5th. So that a lot of people will be like, oh, they came through for us. You know, I was able to, you know, not lose my car and go vote for, you know, his party. That's the only reason because it's been sticking there since all of a sudden, it's this rush, rush on the stimulus. Yeah. I think Mitch, Mitch is trying to buy those two by uh, Getting the stimulus through, we can have it. If they push it through, because it normally, okay, say they, say they um, approved it today. It normally takes a month before we'll start, or the first group of people will start, if you guys direct the we'll start seeing it. So, we have, what's today, November 10th? Yes. By uh, by December 10th, that first group of people will start seeing that, so that's like less than a month out from that election. Wow. So, what do you think we
0: need to do, Uh, what, what do you think we have to do to win these Georgia Senate seats other than just voting? What can you suggest we do to make sure we can get these seats if we want to. They're going to spend the money. And I'm going to tell you personally, Michael Bloomberg throwing out hundreds of millions of dollars, I need him to come to Georgia and throw some money out.
1: I know. And you know what? I got a couple (coughs) dollars, so I'm going to be donating my little $10 here and there. That's right. Because I can't do that. And like I said, I can't get on that phone. And, uh, call people. But I think one thing, and, and I know Stacey Abrams know what she's doing when it comes to this. So she's the secret weapon to Stacey Abrams. Right. But I think that, um, you know, the metro area, if you think about what happened when we were watching that map, um, the metro area, I mean, all outside of like the metro area, metro Atlanta area was all red. But we got some big counties in Atlanta, and, and I'm telling you, I was watching that map in Georgia, and I know it, it hasn't been called yet, but the County, Clayton County really pulled Georgia through. Yes. At the last minute. Yes. And to be honest, it was black women. Yes. And first time voters. Yes. And I remember because my, my daughter was 18 back in 2016 when um, Trump ran with Hillary, and I remember she, she voted in the, I think she voted in the primary and then she went off to college and I ordered an absentee ballot for her to come to my house and I never got it. So she really didn't participate. So as far as, you know, this election was concerned, she was considered a first time voter. She didn't get to participate before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I think if, I think the key. In the metro area, is I mean, we got some we got some HBCUs around here. We got to hit these colleges, right? To get some first time voters, right? I think we need to focus in on that because I mean, the momentum is still there. The country is still excited about what we were able to accomplish, right, for, the, for this election. So I don't even think all the advertising or whatever is necessary, but I know they're going to do that. But I, I think that we already know what, what kind of brought Georgia through was black females and first-time voters. And I think if we can grow that first-time voter thing, then that's going to be the key. And I know Stacey Abrams knows where she's going. So, I mean, I, I mean, I just think that we can do this. Because we don't know the results, but we already did it with the election. Right. But let me tell you something. One of my
0: co-workers sent me a link. And I don't know if you've seen this commercial yet. But it's the new commercial with uh, Reverend Warnock running in the runoffs. And what he's doing is, I don't know if you've seen it, because I didn't see it. She sent me the link in two days after she sent me the link. I saw it on TV. And he got all the negative ads they're going to say against him. And then he he responds to them. And um, it's the funniest thing. So what I'm going to do before I close out this episode, I'm going to add it to the end of the episode so people can hear it. It's the funniest thing, but you got to see it. I'm going to find the link so you can see it visually because it's the funniest thing because he said they can throw everything at him, and that's so funny because he's so prepared, and I think George is more prepared than people are giving him the credit for, and I loved how they showed Stacey Abrams went to Spelman, Keisha Lance Bottom went to FAMU, and Kamala Harris went to Howard. They showed them um, three black females from HBCUs making the difference in this election. Yeah, and I think because
1: I mean, with the HBCUs, if, even if the sororities got involved to get them, because those first-time voters, just because they are first-time voters, they probably don't even know they got to go back in January.
0: Well, that's what we're going to have to do because let me tell you something. I was doing some research and. Everybody know me know I'm a I am i am aka lover for life and when when Kamala got asked to be the uh, vice president nominee the president of the AKAs was on talk show. I think she was on Joy Reid or something. She was on something 10 minutes later, literally. I was like, oh, wow. And then they donated millions. And so the HBCU sorority in France, they are out there. And I think they had a lot to contribute because they wanted to support one of their own. And they donated a lot of money and a lot of time. And they're going to have to keep doing it. And they end them colleges. So the HBCU Fraternities and sororities—they doing the darn thing, and we're gonna have to keep doing it. Yeah, and they just need to
1: let them people. I mean, because those first-time voters—they went out there and voted, but I don't know if they even know what a runoff is. You know, they might just don't know. You might be right. They don't know. You gotta go back. You gotta go back. So yeah. I think that's gonna be the key. But I, like I said, Stacey to know what she's doing, and she's gonna get whatever needs to be done, to get it out there. I agree, but wait. Let me ask you a question. This is totally
0: off the subject of Georgia. I don't know about you, and I know I can't be the only one thinking this. How on earth did Lindsey Graham win his seat? Because this man was not only crying for money, he was losing. Jamie Harris was beating him down. How did he win? Because I think they—I think that's a rigged vote. Personally, I
1: don't think they will That's just, uh, All right, I'm gonna tell you how he won. Because it's South Carolina. And Georgia used to be the same way, but see, the advantage to Georgia, the reason Georgia is flipping is because of the metro, Atlanta. If it was just for regular Georgia outside of Atlanta, it would be the same thing. It's South Carolina. It's narrow-minded. I mean, it's it's, it's not going to change. See, we got Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is heavily populated, and we ain't uh,
0: uneducated either. That scares me, and that said, but I did hear something yesterday, and I hope they decide to do it. I don't know if they're going to do it, but I'm going to throw it out there for those who haven't heard. They're trying to figure out who they want to make the chairman of the Democratic National uh, Party, and they decided that they are going to um, consider Jamie Harrison. And they should. They
1: should. He earned I it. Watched that debate. I watched that debate, and he ate Lindsey
0: Graham up. He did. I agree. He deserves it. Yeah. I hope they do. Because, you know, I was laughing because 2018, I was pissed off that they robbed Stacy. I initially, and I got to say the reason why I say initially, I initially was pissed off about the Florida and the guy conceding so early, but his little dirty laundry came out, so that was a blessing in disguise. He wasn't. The, 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 guy, the guy in the hotel room? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it was a blessing in disguise that he didn't get elected. Right. So that was right. a, that was that was pretty sad. So let me ask you a question. So we know the Biden got a task force today to deal with the COVID. They showed the attorney, I mean the doctors, everyone is a doctor that's doing the task force. So he's already working on trying to get COVID under control and Pfizer's talking about a ninety percent cure vaccine. So we know those are gonna be some of the things that he's already doing. In his first hundred days but what should he be doing and making priority in his first hundred days in your opinion
1: okay so aside from COVID because we got to get that under control because I, I mean I have been so concerned with the election and then the stock market has been off the chain the last couple of days so I really haven't been following it but last I heard we had 239 um, hundred thousand um deaths and i think we are run it over a hundred thousand cases a day so it's out of it's added out of control dr Fauci was on one of the one of the MSNBC shows today and he, he predicted this he predicted this back in march or april or whatever he said when the fall months come it's going to be a hundred um cases a day now he said it's going to get even worse when you're going into the winter months because more people, especially in the um, north, more people will be doing, I mean, even with, with, as far as to say, even Thanksgiving. Right. You know, do you think I know these 10 people? Because it used to be you could gather with 10 people as long as nobody had symptoms. He said, but in any, any fall and winter months, you might think it's okay to have Thanksgiving dinner with your family because you know them, but the, the one of them could be asymptomatic and infect all of y'all. It's not okay, he said. He's going to have um, Thanksgiving dinner with his wife and they're going to Zoom with his with his three daughters because his three daughters are in three different states. And he's like, if they they getting on the planes and stuff and he's considered a senior citizen or elderly. He was like, they ain't bringing that up in here. So even he's being conscious. So they definitely got to get this under control or, or half of us gonna be dead if they don't. Well, I'm so, glad. to... You... number one. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay, th- and then this stimulus... I mean, if if, if Mitch don't pass this, which which I actually think he will, just this kind of battle tendency. But if he don't, he got got to pass something because it's getting really rough out here as far as, you know, unemployment and, you know, they don't cut off the additional money. And I see it because I'm on the unemployment group um, Facebook page and people are saying, uh, I got my last check last week. I'm moving. I'm moving to Florida with my mom. I mean, it's, it's already happening. And people can't keep waiting. And even if Biden did it on day one, like I said, it still takes a month. So if he get in there January 20th, those checks and stuff are not going to hit until February 20th. And people are already losing everything. So the stimulus, he has to do that in the first 100 days. And then he got he needs to get those kids out of those cages, Right. For real, because that's not a good look for the United States. I mean, from, I mean, the rest of the world looking at us. I mean, that, that has gone on too long. And then they started announcing that they deported the parents, but kept the kids. And some of these kids, ain't look like babies, and now they're four. Right. you I mean, they never seen their parents, and the, the bigger kids are raising the little kids in the cages. And so, I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. I think those are the three things that need to be done. In the first 100 days. What what do you think? No, I totally agree with you. I think those
0: need to be handled, too. And one of the things that he said, which I was glad, because, you know, as black people, we have a tendency of reminding you what you're supposed to do for us. So he did bring up he's trying to get something together together. To address the systematic systematic racism in America, the police brutality in America, and he's going to get a task force to deal with that, and that does have to that does have to be addressed. We can't let George Floyd and 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 uh, Blake, Jacob Blake and uh, uh, Breonna Taylor and all of them just act like it didn't happen because we got a new president. So one of the things I want to do with this podcast is to continue to hold people accountable for what they say, because when it comes to Republicans so far, we have seen everything that was the rules four years ago is not the rules anymore. they changing the rules. And so we gotta start holding people accountable because Joe Biden winning the presidency is only the beginning. We now got to do the work to keep everything going the right direction because Donald Trump got 72 or 71 or whatever days left. And I see he firing people left and right so that's a long time for a man like him. That's something. Um,
1: but you know what? Like systematic racism has been going on for <coughs> ever. Right. It's not something. And when I said the three things that I've brought up, that's in the first 100 days. And we know we can't change racism in right. 100 days because let's keep in mind, um, Donald Trump got 70 million votes. Right. I mean. He, he, he got blown out by 4 million votes, but that really, ain't, I mean, he, he was up there. Right. And so there's a lot of people that follow him and have that thinking, and that's just how they feel. And so we still got to live in this world with them. And so I don't think racism is going nowhere no time soon, but like you said, we can work on it. Right. Yeah, that was one of the things that they were saying,
0: too, because they were saying he can go and do rallies after being president and still get them same people because he's their leader. It's like a cult following mentality, which is
1: unfortunate. It is. You know, I'm thinking of, you had mentioned he firing people. That guy, he fired today, and I don't even know the guy, but I saw his picture on the TV. Don't he, doesn't he have something to do with our defense? Like, if I fire him, is he opening us up? Yes, Somebody doing Yes, that? they've been talking
0: about it. Yes, he was in charge of the defense, and they said this is a perfect time right now for countries to attack us. We are adversaries, so why is he doing
1: that? I mean, I'm you're already fired, and you still firing people. Because he's mad. <laughs> I mean, that's the answer. A person like that is, like that is dangerous because he's us, opening us up. Well, what he also is
0: doing, which a lot of people didn't realize, but they're talking about it now, they said once you're elected to the presidency, you have to give money over to the transition team, and the lady that's in charge of that, she's a Trump supporter, and said, nope, because until y'all convince us that he won, we're not doing nothing. So now, they got to go to court to go sue the Trump administration to get what they're supposed to give them. Wow.
1: Wow. <coughs> <coughs> I don't trust him. He's like one of them uh, bad kids that you know. If I don't get what I want at the table, I'm gonna pull the tablecloth and ain't nobody eating.
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) I think as of today, they need to take all security clearance from him. Right. girl? Yeah, we
1: let's just hang in there. We might have to get back on here before the um primary or a couple times. Oh, we we will. Talking about it, any information?
0: Let's try to share it with each other. We will. And I really appreciate you doing this. This is just one of at least two or three more. And I really want us to talk about it because, unfortunately, people don't watch the news. They don't read the paper. They don't even do their own research. They just believe what you post. And that's a sad thing to say. Okay.
1: Well, let's just keep plugging at it because Georgia in a position to really make history and really do some good. So we, we really got to stay focused on this one. Well, I thank you so much
0: for coming on,
1: and we will follow up
0: with this on another episode, okay? All right, take care. Thank you. Yeah, see, I really appreciate my niece coming on to talk about it, because believe it or not, there are so many people who don't do research, don't know what's going on, and they say they don't care, but when it affects them, then everybody's upset and concerned. But I do want you guys to hear the uh, new commercial for someone who is running for one of the state Senate seats.
1: Warnock eats pizza with a fork and knife. Raphael Warnock once stepped on a crack in the sidewalk. Raphael Warnock even hates puppies. Get ready, Georgia. The negative ads are coming. Kelly Leffler doesn't want to talk about why she's for getting rid of health care in the middle of a pandemic. So she's going to try and scare you with lies about me. I'm Raphael Warnock, and I approve this message because I'm staying focused on what Washington could do for you. And by the way, I love puppies.
0: I want the Democrats to listen to this very carefully. Trevor Noah, I love he found this clip from 2018, where the Republicans were saying, we need to get over the results and keep it moving. But yet they can't do the same thing. And I'm so glad I found this. I want you guys to listen.
1: Democrats are being sore losers. They refuse to acknowledge they lost the election. So what do they do? They cry malfeasance, wrongdoing, criminality, fraud. Democrats, more so than Republicans, seem to have a problem conceding defeat. Either the election system broke down or some mystery votes are hiding somewhere. You know, a whole series of Democrats who just said bluntly, if our candidate doesn't win, They stole the election. The Dems just want to make America suffer. It's like losing the World Series and demanding an extra inning a day later. The Democrats are refusing to accept the declared results of the national media. So how do they do this? Lo and behold, they find missing ballots. The radical left is attacking the sanctity of our votes, refusing to accept the midterm election results. So what if these were Republicans refusing to concede. Democrats may see how they'll be able in the future to steal elections through lawsuits that they can't win with the voters. Ramping up election conspiracy theories accusing Republicans of outright stealing
0: the election. Kind of rich. You know what? Sounds sore loserish. Well, everybody, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know how clear it can be. We need to get out and vote in january of 2021 for these two senate seats because this will change everything if we can win one that's great but we need them both to get control of the senate so please guys get out and vote i will be harping on this until january i'm sorry but i gotta do it somebody gotta do it so if you have any questions or comments please reach out to me at 404-855-7723 And you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. Now, we did, we, excuse me, excuse me, I have a cold. So please forgive me this episode. We, me and my niece did this exactly a week, which is today, Tuesday after the election. But I decided I want to make this my wonderful Women Wednesday. And we're going to call the women, not just me and my niece, but the state of Georgia. Because it's about Georgia right now. And since Georgia ends with IA, I'm just assuming Georgia's a woman. I don't know any men named Georgia. So Georgia is going to be my wonderful women Wednesday. <laughs> Please give us a call, as I said, or send us an email. But definitely follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in Advocacy, capital L is in Ladies. And definitely follow us on Podbean, our hosting um, company, and all of your places where you get your podcast app. And I like to end my episode with the famous question, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.